I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Be ready, Utah. Even though we are in the midst of a drought, if you were caught in a flood, either at home or on the road, would you know what to do? All this year, KSL is partnering on emergency preparedness with Be Ready Utah to bring you this information. Uh, Really pleased to have joining us again, Keith Paul, who's the Regional Communications Director for the Red Cross Utah-Nevada region. Keith, thanks for joining us today. Of course. So as, as we uh, look at this whole idea around floods, uh, of course, uh, we are in a drought, and yet we have seen uh, what flash flooding can do uh, and a host of other things. Uh, so as you look at uh, being ready as it relates to floods, uh, give us kind of the, uh, the backdrop there. What should we be watching? What should we be aware of uh, regardless of where we are in the weather, weather pattern? Well, sure. Before a flood ever happens, you should take a look at your house and see if you need to get flood insurance first. If you live in a floodplain, you might need to, need to check your insurance. So we encourage all homeowners to do an annual insurance checkup to make sure that they have the right coverage. Also, before a flood ever happens, make sure that you're prepared. Assemble an emergency preparedness kit and create a, a household evacuation plan for yourself, but also for your pets. Know where you're going to go before a flood ever happens. And so as uh, as we look at that, I I, I want to kind of take a half step back uh, as we kind of go through sure. that model, uh, because we, we know that, especially here in the state of Utah, we, we have sometimes it's just the, the rising waterways. Sometimes it's a flash flooding mm-hmm. uh, from rain. Sometimes we've had fires, uh, which have produced, you know, flooding and mudslides. Uh, what else should we be watching for or be aware of uh, when we kind of do that risk assessment that you're talking about? When you're taking a look at the risk assessment, What we really encourage people to do is to prepare how things are going to happen or why things are going to happen. They're going to happen. We want them to be prepared if they do happen. If the floodwaters do come, you know, we want you to know that, you know, if you must drive, avoid the flooded roadways. Watch for the power lines. You know, and especially if we do have some advanced warning. If there is a, a flood warning and the floodwaters are coming, you can prepare your house as well. There are many steps that oh, you can really? take to ensure that to, to help alleviate some of the damage. Roll up the rugs, move the furniture to a higher level, 
get uh, sandbags and block the toilets and the floor drains to prevent the sewage from backing up into your house. Oh, that's uh, that's stuff that we often don't think about in terms of those opportunities when we when we can do some of that uh, advanced planning and be be ready for those things. Opportunity always favors the prepared, even when that opportunity is a disaster. Uh, if we're ready for it, we can do it very different. One of the things that you often remind us uh, that is so crucial in any kind of crisis situation is the communication plan for the family. Just remind us of what the core elements are there. Sure, on the communications plan of the family, everybody should know and know a location of where they're going to meet if they're separated or not at home at the time of the disaster. And there should also be a secondary location if that first location is unavailable. Say if it was good, first it was going to be a neighbor's house, but that neighbor's house is also encompassed in the disaster, then there would be an alternate location for the family to uh, meet up. All right. And then uh, in terms of uh, just those uh, things that we, again, easy to put off, easy to procrastinate, uh, just things in terms of uh, safety kits and first aid kits, what else should we be thinking of as, again, as it relates to a flood? I mean, as it relates to a flood or really any disaster, that emergency kit is something that everyone should really take some time and create. You need to have water and and food and also medications. And a multi-purpose tool, I'm sorry, a multi-purpose tool, just in case something happens, a cell phone charger. And what is very, very important is a battery-powered or a hand-cranked radio so you can listen to the disaster reports or the NOAA weather reports. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that you've uh, listed, I think, is, is really critical. Again, one that we don't think about uh, until we have to absolutely think about it. And that is uh, one just simple things like evacuation orders. But, but I also want to get into this area of electrical safety. Obviously, when we're dealing with a flood, that uh, creates a different dynamic than, say, uh, an earthquake or something else. So what should we be doing uh, on those fronts? Sure. Well, with a flood, you want to be careful of down power lines. If you do see down power lines, you must stay away from puddles. The electricity will, will carry through the water. When you return to your house after a flood, again, there could be problems not only with electricity, but also with gas. That's why we encourage people to kind of uh, tie down their larger appliances. If you have a freestanding gas stove that could, in your house floods, it could be pulled off from the wall and the gas could start going into the house. We always encourage everyone to be extraordinarily cautious when they return to homes and also be cautious when you're dealing with flood water because you also don't know what's in flood water. While it could also be contaminated, there could be snakes and uh, insects in the water as well. Wow, those are all critical. Anything else that we should be thinking of as it relates uh, to being prepared before during or after a flood? The American Red Cross is always helping people trying to get prepared. We would encourage people to go to AmericanRedCross.org slash flood or go to the app store and you can download our app that can take you step by step through uh, preparation for a disaster. Oh, and that app is so important. It does make it so easy to just go through those checklists and uh, make sure you've got everything in order. Uh, Keith Paul is the Regional Communications Director for the Red Cross Utah Nevada region. Uh, Keith, thanks for providing that critical information for us today. Of course, anytime. Thank you very much.
All right, again, that's Keith Paul, uh, Regional Communications Director for the Red Cross Utah and Nevada region. You've been listening to KSL's Emergency Preparedness Series by Be Ready Utah. If you have questions about emergency preparedness, you're not sure where to start or what to do, find the answers at beready.utah.gov. That's beready.utah.gov. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. We're continuing to broadcast from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Some final thoughts coming up on a primary election day Tuesday here. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.